Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello. What's up, party people? Woo, how's it going? Uh, what have you guys been up to, Sherry? What have you been up to? Oh, I watched the Olivia Rodrigo documentary on Disney Plus, Driving Home to You, a sour film. It is oh, the so best bad. hour and 16, I think, minutes that I've spent recently. It's so good. She is so cool. I am like, she's a friend of the pod. She's been on our podcast before. And I'm like, sure. post-interview starstruck by her. <laughs> like, Aww. <laughs> If we had her on again, I don't think I'd be able to form uh, coherent sentences. Hopefully we can have her, though. <laughs> I'm now crossing her off the list of people it's we're like, going no, after. No, practice. Go. <laughs> Speaking of friends of the pod, new friend of the pod, and the showrunner for Olivia's show, High School Musical, the musical, the series, Tim Fetterly is coming up to talk about the Ooh. amazing, wonderful, awesome, better Nate than ever coming Yay. out this weekend on Disney+. Plus. He talks all about how they pulled together this, how they ended up with Lilo and Stitch the musical, and some sneak peeks of what to come on High School Musical, the musical of the series season three, and a little hint about Sister Act three. So lots to stick around for. Tony, how are you? Oh my gosh, you guys, I got to screen Moon Knight coming from Marvel Studios. Obviously, no spoilers, but I really loved it. And it's action packed Mm. and super exciting. We got to have Oscar Isaac live on GMA this week. So double whammy for me over here. Oh, wow. Very cool. Well, speaking of Oscars, I uh, was very lucky. You guys know I am involved with uh, MPTF, the Motion Picture Television Fund. And uh, I was lucky enough to go to the night before, the night before the Oscars party that they throw, which was amazing. They do such great work serving the entertainment industry. And it was it was super star-studded. Speaking of like uh, friends of the pod, of course, Yvette Nicole Brown, who is amazing Woo-hoo. and fabulous, is on the Next Gen board with me. Love her. She got to catch up with her a little bit. Caught up a bit with our CEO, Bob Chapek, also friend of the pod. I saw, though, did not chat with Zach Braff, recent friend of the pod. A lot of pod peeps. Um, I also saw, <laughs> I mean, there were so many stars. I chatted with Tony Goldwyn who of course we love from Scandal and then recently on Nat Geo's The Hot Zone. He is, he's like one of the nicest humans ever. And I just stood and stared at Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, <laughs> because I, there was really nothing else I could do without probably embarrassing myself. Um, but I mean, it was just amazing. You know, Andrew Garfield looked, I mean, he was like, just dashing. I mean, it was just such a fantastic night. So huge props to MPTF and the night before. And, but the night before leads up to the night, the big night, Oscar Oscars. Did everyone watch? Yes. Oh, 100%. It was so great. It went so long this year, but so worth it. Yes. Yeah, Tony, this is your Christmas. I know. This this is your time of year. (laughs) Tony's award show corner. (laughs) Yeah, the holiday corner. Absolutely. (laughs) What a night. Mm. We begin Disney news this week. With the 94 Oscars, here we go, where the Walt Disney Company received not one, not two, but six, 
Academy Awards. Yeah. Humble brag there for us, including oh, Encanto winning for Best Animated Feature Film. Shout yes. out to our friends yes. at Disney Animation for that. Absolutely. Congrats to Amy. Amazing. Oh, and I mean, come on. Did you not love it being introduced by our three Disney heroines, Lily James, Naomi Scott, and soon to be Ariel, Ali Bailey? Yes. Blown away. So good. Such a great moment. Amazing. Cruella, you guys, also won for best costume design, which, ugh, literally so much yes on the costume yep. design in that <laughs> film. Ugh, Ariana DeBose won the Oscar for best actress in a supporting role for her role as Anita in West Side Story, exactly 60 years after Rita Moreno won her Oscar for the same role in the original West Side Story. I will never wow. get over that storyline. Mm. And to that point, uh, the D23's got a great story about Oscar first. So great. Our fabulous editor-in-chief Bruce Steele wrote that great story. Feel free to round to D23 to check it out. Before I move on, other huge moments from the show. Jessica Chastain, her speech for winning Best Actress in a Leading Role for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, number one. Her mm -hmm. performance blew me away. It was incredible. And we cannot forget the best documentary feature Oscar went to Summer of Soul, which is such an incredible work of art, really. Mm -hmm. That's on the Hulu. So many firsts, Jeffrey, Sherry. So much to celebrate this year at the Oscars. And read all about it, as Jeffrey said, d23.com and goodmorningamerica.com too. Got to get us in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of you, Hulu won their first Oscar and during the show debuted the season two trailer for Hulu's only murders in the building so good. starring Disney legend, Steve Martin, along with iconic Disney stars, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. I loved season one. I cannot wait for season two where you get New cast members, Amy Schumer and Michael Rappaport, Shirley MacLaine. I cannot even, I cannot even. You can see the teaser on Hulu's YouTube page and season two starts on June 28th. Now, five days before that, on June 23rd, the new mobile game, Disney Mirrorverse is launching. I still, and when it comes to mobile gaming, I'm still addicted to Tsum Tsum. I don't, if I'm the only one in the world still playing, <laughs> please, any, wow. please play. I don't think that's throwback. true. Yeah, please uh, feel free to, to hit me up on the Twitter or Instagram and tell me that you two are still playing Zoom Zoom because I'm obsessed with that. But the Mirrorverse is taking some iconic characters who are the Guardians, who are empowered and amplified by stellar magic and are there to defend against the Fractured, which is a malevolent threat, which is driven to shatter the Mirrorverse. I cannot explain it as well as watching the trailer where you get to watch Belle and Sully team up to fight these fractured. It is amazing. Just seeing Belle with some serious moves, I loved it. So definitely head over to the Disney Parks blog. They've got the trailer, they've got more details and check it out. Woohoo. Well, I've got some excellent news for you. Uh-oh. I'm not uh -oh. yoking around. Uh -oh. I'm letting you know wah, all the wah. details of something uh -oh. cool that uh -oh. is hatching at Disneyland oh, wow. right now. Uh -oh. It's called it's called Ex Extravaganza 2022. You're yes, literally five for five is. right now. I love this. You are scrambling my brain. Oh, good one. Uh, I was just trying to bring out the sunny side. Oh. Of, of 
<laughs> okay. So anyway, this is a That's special the hard boiled truth there. Oh my gosh. It's just I bet we ending. could keep this rolling for a while. Oh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Literally, we are the only three people like with everyone who's been listening to the podcast is now like skip ahead 15 seconds. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. Okay. It, this is extravaganza. It's a special egg hunt that is now taking place throughout Disneyland Resort through April 17th. If you want to join in on the fun, pick up your game board and stickers. There are three different game boards depending on where you decide to play. So you've got a Disneyland Park Egg Hunt, Disney California Adventure Park, and Downtown Disney District. Then let your eggs exploring begin uh, as you look for these hidden eggs painted as characters. Once you find them, you'll put your corresponding stickers on your game board, return your completed game board to collect your exceptional surprise, <laughs> which is one of six collectible eggs. Yes. What great idea will they hatch next? <laughs> the jokes that we just won't stop cracking them. Oh, goodness. The yolks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I don't have an excellent transition for this next one, but you're just, I will you're just say, all wet. What are you going to say next? Listen, oh, oh wow, we're just really moving right along here. Really you know, summer is upon us when we have breaking Disney water park news to bring you. Mm-hmm. New H2O Glow After Hours is coming to Disney's Typhoon Lagoon, you guys. Starts mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend, and I just have to read this description word for word. So the after hours party will offer unique, vibrant decor, high energy dance parties, exclusive glow themed menu offerings, and so much more, including popular attractions, glowing under the stars with shorter wait times mm -hmm, and more time to enjoy. You'll also receive a glowing wristband and tasty snacks. Ooh. We love the snacks. Well, listen, mm-hmm. we all got to go. Typhoon Lagoon is one of my favorite water parks ever. And this kicks off every Saturday from 8 to 11 p.m. starting May 28th through August 27th. And more information about this, including tickets, are at the Disney Parks blog. Nice. Well, on this side of the universe, coming to a galaxy far, far away, we have Star Wars Celebration. And that's, you know, taking place at the end of May, 26th through the 29th. So in fact, it will be happening during the first H2O Glow Party. So, so much happening, no matter what coast you're on. They have announced the first guests and they are three that we love, including friend of the pod, the delightful, the lovely, the wonderful Ashley Eckstein. As if she was not enough there, Anthony Daniels, the one and only C-3PO will be there. And Ian McDiarmid, the actor who plays Emperor Palpatine in the original prequel and trilogy sequels will also be there. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel the force. Speaking of stars, Emmy nominee Margaret Cho has joined the cast of the Disney Plus teen rom-com Prom Pact, starring friend of the pod Peyton Elizabeth Lee, Milo Mannheim, this sounds very up my alley. It's set during the emotion and excitement of high school prom season, which I'm sure we all remember. Margaret has been cast as Ms. Chen, who is a sarcastic counselor who is trying to help Mandy, aka Peyton Elizabeth Lee, with her attempts to get into Harvard. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll right. see how it goes. It's currently in production in Vancouver and set for a spring 2023 debut. True story. When I moved out here, 
I used to take spinning class. Oh. Now they have all these fancy names for it, but just it was <laughs> spinning back then. And almost every time I spun, my spinning partner, we, we, I called her my partner We because we hung out together, was the fabulous Margaret Cho. We always no, used to spin course. together. Oh my amazing. gosh. So, Jeffrey, your life is amazing. It was fun. She was very fun to spin with. Do you hear that? You hear that? Oh, Glow in the do. dark snack time? I mean, oh. that is fun too, but that sound tells us it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend presented by our friends at State Farm. For complete details on all the programming, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Sherry, what's up first? Up first is a new episode of Alice's Wonderland Bakery on Friday, April 1st at 10.30 a.m. on Disney Channel, 4 p.m. on Disney Junior. You're probably wondering, are there potatoes in this episode? Yes, there are. And that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. I mean, thank you for answering that burning question. Also on, also on Friday is a new episode of Raven's Home. And I love that this season, they're back to San Francisco, bringing back some of the OG That's mm. So Raven characters. And maybe one of them is coming to visit our pod soon. I don't know. Ooh, can you see into the future, Jeffrey? <laughs> Zetus Lapidus, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, next up, you guys, a new episode of Owl House is on Disney Channel, Saturday, April 2nd at 9 a.m. Eastern. So don't miss out on that. Also on Saturday, April 2nd, the Princess Diaries. Check it out on Freeform at 10.20 in the morning. Uh, this movie has like the best transformation montage ever. So iconic. <laughs> <laughs> and Indeed. stars Disney legend Julie Andrews and also the lovely Anne Hathaway. Love, love, love. And finally, hooray for Hollywood. Hollywood Week continues on American Idol on ABC. Don't miss that Sunday, April 3rd at 8 p.m. on ABC. And you can stream that too on Hulu. Well, on to today's guest. This incredible talent created High School Musical, the musical, the series, and he's set to direct Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act 3. But today we're here to talk about his feature directorial debut, Disney Plus's Better Nate Than Ever, based on the book he wrote about a 13-year-old boy who leaves Pittsburgh for New York City to audition for a big Broadway musical. Please welcome to the show, Tim Fetterly. Great to see you. So, Tim, you said the film is loosely based on your life. We'd love some clarity on how much of it is. Um, did you sneak off to New York to audition for a Broadway musical and stay with your aunt, who looked remarkably like Lisa Kudrow? I mean, my version of that is, so I, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I remember my senior year of high school, I cut school one day, and I auditioned for Sesame Street Live, which was coming through Pittsburgh. I was offered the role of Grandma Ursula the Honker. Ooh. Oh, okay. My mother made me turn it down because she wanted me to complete school. But I did have quite a few year, uh, months of taking the Greyhound bus from Pittsburgh to audition for Broadway shows in New York City. While I did not have an aunt who looked like Lisa Kudrow, <laughs> I did have many mentors along the way for as many bullies as I had, which was a lot. I also had dance teachers and mentors who said, you may be different, but if we get enough of the different kids together, you're actually all alike. Hmm. And we're going to make a club and we're going to change the world one show tune at a time. I love that. 
speaking of that, it feels like a lot of your projects, and by a lot, I mean both High School Musical, the musical series, and Nate, both focus a bit on a chosen family. Can you talk about that a little? Yeah, we're in season three of High School Musical, and I just observed this really great thing happen, which is we have brand new dancers this season because it's a new season at a summer camp, and thus we have new campers. And day one, the dancers came to set and they were kind of quiet and didn't know what to say. And by the end of the first week, they're like hugging Joshua Bassett goodbye. And they're all (laughs) best friends. It's that thing. It's that thing that theater people do and a lot of young people do, which is their prejudices are fewer than adults are. And they accept each other and they take each other at face value. And so chosen family for those of us who didn't always feel welcome in our own families or communities is a saving grace. And I think what a lot of theater people discover is you might not be popular where you're from, but if you find your people, you can have even more fun at Thanksgiving if there's no uncles or aunts. I love that. I love that like my spiciest takes are for D23. I'm sorry, I'm gonna reel it in. We like it, we're here for it. Okay. We are here for it. I'm a fan of the book, I really enjoyed the book. You know, there are obviously changes because you're adapting it for the screen and, and one of the biggest being that we are no longer doing E.T. the musical, we are doing Lilo and Stitch the musical. I'm assuming it might've just been easier to clear it, but I'd love to know how you landed on Lilo and Stitch. Spoken like somebody with a true Disney.com email address. I mean, so, <laughs> so yeah, from like a, from a rights standpoint, certainly simpler, but really actually Lilo and Stitch has this great line. Family means nobody gets left behind. Wow. This is the story of a kid who leaves his hometown to try to find himself. And of course he can't escape himself. It's like you go on vacation and you land and you're like, oh crap, I still have all my same worries. Now I'm just in Hawaii. (laughs) So Nate goes to New York and ultimately his chosen family and his real family comes together to rally for him. And I thought that Lilo and Stitch offered some really cool metaphorical possibilities. Also, E.T.'s an alien, Stitch is an alien, and a lot of ways Nate is an alien, as so many seventh graders are in their own schools. I like that. And speaking of Nate in school, Corner of the Sky, I have to know how you selected that because 13-year-old me sang that in middle school and at the time felt like it was totally written for me. Is that it was, is this it apparently was, a universality I was unaware of? I mean, Jeff, it was my audition song as a 13-year-old. And, you know, rivers belong where they can ramble, eagles belong where they can fly. I got to be where my spirit can run free. Got to find my corner of the sky. I mean, that is, if ever there were a thesis statement, for theater kids everywhere, I think it's that. And what's really cool to me is that Stephen Schwartz, one of my heroes, who incidentally went to Carnegie Mellon, Pittsburgh, you know, he wrote both Pippin and Wicked, which are defining musicals in Better Nate Than Ever and for Nate. And Nate's parents are played by Norbert Leo Butts and Michelle Federer, who met in Wicked. So like all roads lead back to theater people, for me at least. Because back to your chosen family question, that's where I feel safest. I love the Norbert reference, the throwaway, hating wicked. That was a a great nod. Thank you for getting it. (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like this whole movie was just written just for me. I mean, I felt like the book was was sort of written for me too, but the movie definitely, you hit on the wicked, you got the, you've got the corner of the sky. It was like watching it's for us it's for us because we didn't have ferris bueller we had ferris bueller but we didn't have ferris bueller starring us exactly exactly 
and I'm very glad it's going to be there for all the little us's. Okay, let's switch gears and chat a little bit about High School Musical, the musical, the series. We are big fans here. On the pod, we've had Joshua, Olivia, Frankie, Kate, Dara, Julia, so many. Season three is coming up. You mentioned that they're at summer camp and they're going to be doing Frozen the musical and there are a bunch of new characters. What else can you share? Well, season three is a real shakeup. You know, it's new characters, it's new location. I think it's still got that mockumentary that's really headlined by Joshua Bassett and Sophia Wiley. So I think it still has the same spirit. But you know, it's funny. It's funny because I'm realizing that both High School Musical and Better Nate than ever share a similar spirit, which is that like, when in doubt, bet on the theater kids. We are the most resourceful because we have the fewest resources. <laughs> You know, it's like we don't have the like football budget. We don't have the stadium. Oftentimes the school theater isn't great, but we have each other and we've got our imaginations and imaginations are going to win out at the end of the day. That's the Disney core value. When you wish upon a star, your dreams come true. My big reveal for season three of High School Musical is apparently a Pinocchio lyric. <laughs> uh, I like that. Now, if you are comfortable, there has been some buzz online about Carlos and Seb not being together. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think in many ways this season, we lean even deeper into themes of identity, including queer identity. You know, it's summer camp. And so not all of the Wildcats are together all summer. The, the, the season spans a couple of weeks only this season. It's very compressed. Mm. But Seb and Carlos are still together. Good. Thank you. Uh-huh. So last we saw, Mimi was maybe about to maybe record some music with Jordan Fisher's character, Jamie. Well, we explored that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love that. This is your fault. A Disney media trainer told me occasionally you're supposed to just have one word. This is your fault, Jeff. <laughs> I, I, will, I will take that. Also, Miss Jen was kind of a little more out there than she had been previously. Has Miss Jen taken some time for herself? Ooh. And she, like does some, she does some self-reflection. <laughs> okay. Yes. But I think that was probably- I got uh, it. No, I got it, Jeff. I got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what's it been like for you to see all of Olivia's success, by the way? I mean, you know, she just completely has, you know, on the show and in her, you know, she's got a special coming on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's the greatest joy of this job. This is how I'll describe it. When I was a kid in Pittsburgh, I remember when I was about Nate's age, I remember saying to my mom, I don't understand why adults like Christmas so much. We get all the gifts. <laughs> I didn't get it. Like my mom would get like three things. I'd get 10. And she said, you'll see someday. And so for me, the joy of creating High School Musical or directing a movie like Nate, it's not about seeing my name on screen. It's about seeing a Ruby Wood step into his power. It's about seeing an Olivia Rodrigo who had all of the skill and all of the inspiration. And as a gatekeeper, which I guess I am, trying to lift the gate and just get the hell out of the way. And coming up, another directorial project. You have Sister Act 3 with Whoopi Goldberg, Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg, we should say. How did that happen? Right. How did that come to you? And, and what can you tell us about it? Vanessa Morrison runs the streaming film division. 
And Vanessa has been a real mentor for me. She's the person who said you should direct Better Nate Than Ever. And when Vanessa saw the rough cut of Better Nate Than Ever, she called me and said, we've been wanting to do Sister Act 3 for a while. Whoopi's excited. I think you're the director for it. And so it was like a total shock and a total dream. And I am a kid who legitimately grew up like lip syncing to Lauren Hill in Sister Act 2. And so all I can say is that the script is well underway and there's a lot of excitement, I think, within the company to really make a splash with it. Amazing. And we'll have to bring it to D23. Of course, D23. Can't you see a big, like, stunty nun event at D23? Absolutely. Look, I, I mean, after what you guys did in 2019 with the band and every, I mean, we're hoping that you show up with something big this September. So uh, start working on that. <laughs> okay, I'll think on that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, Tim, we could chat with you forever, but we end every interview with the same final question. What is your favorite Disney memory? When I was 15, my parents and I weren't on great terms. Uh, you know, I, I wanted so badly to get out of my town and move to New York. But there was this movie coming to town and I didn't have my driver's license. And so my favorite Disney memory is that I asked my parents to take me to opening weekend of Beauty and the Beast. Oh. And they took me to the mall and I made them sit in the row behind me as if we weren't related. When the lights came up at the end, I remember turning around and being like, that was so amazing. And we had that moment of bonding, that shared experience that I think a Disney movie can do like no other, that for a brief moment healed us and suggested we'd be okay in the long run, which we were and we are. And I think that's my favorite Disney memory. That's amazing. Tim, congratulations on the movie. It is wonderful. We are all huge fans and on High School Musical and on getting Sister Act 3. We are so excited for you and um, you. we can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. Always appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. I'm so happy we finally had Tim on the show because obviously we're huge fans of High School Musical, the musical, the series, given that we've had almost the entire cast on the show. <laughs> Him getting behind the camera, getting to, to direct this movie, it's like, which I just loved so much. And it was so much fun, of course, having Lisa Kudrow on the show. So if you didn't listen to Lisa last week, you should tune into her. She's definitely amazing. a home run with this film. And I'm really excited for the what's shaping up to be, I think, the Tim Federley Cinematic Universe. On Ooh, Disney Plus. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Love that. Oh, man. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, use that hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.